If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. You're listening to The Instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is The Instance episode 564. It's Friday, December 27th, 2019. We are inches away from the end of this year and off into 2020 land where you can finally get your copy of Warcraft 3 Reforged. Talk about that later. See if anybody's actually pissed. I don't think anyone is. Anyway, uh, we're here. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Garrett Weinzerl. Hello, Garrett. Hello, Scott. Happy holidays, all that jazz. Thanks, man. Uh, Patrick's in France, uh, in a part of Paris where he cannot do a show. Uh, I've been communicating with him on and off. He feels badly about it, but I told him, don't worry. We're here towing the line. We got him covered. It's not a problem. I heard he went to Germany and was frozen by Elsa. Oh, good Lord. Well... There's so nothing. Can't make it today. There's nothing that can be done for him now. Then we won't see him until Frozen Three. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have to tell you a funny story. I wasn't going to save this for TMS, but I'm going to tell you now. Okay, here you go. Yesterday, uh, we were we were going to go to this uh, Korean place that makes amazing like Korean barbecue, and we were going to do it for a birthday party. And so we got there when we thought it would be a good time, but it turns out we were early. They didn't open until five. We thought they opened at four. And because uh, it was a little bit of ways away, we thought we'd get an early start on it. Plus, snow was coming and, you know, we had reasons. So uh, it didn't work out. So we're like, you know what? Let's go hang out in the mall for a while until they open. And so we did that. And we're hanging around this mall. And I see a guy in a hoodie that's designed to be like a Jedi hoodie. Okay. You've seen those probably before. I don't know. But they have like the the broader sleeves. And it looks from from neck down to and, and the kind of hood from neck down to waist. It looks like you're a Jedi, except it's a hoodie. After that, there's no long draping sort of robe type uh, design to this thing. And he's carrying so it looks like a poofy hoodie. Yeah, poofy hoodie. And he's walking <laughs> around as my favorite rap act of the 80s was poofy hoodie. He really established oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of really, you know, they still do it. They still re- refer to him today. It's just amazing. Anyway, so poofy poofy hoodie there guy. With a lightsaber, he had he had a lightsaber, the kind with the big plastic thing. If you turn it on, it all lights up and stuff. It was a nice replica style one. And uh, he's walking around the mall, and he and here's the part that completely blew my mind and irritated me to no end. And now I'm glad to get it off my chest. Some girl walks out of the store, some store, uh, in a full Elsa get up. Okay, to the nines, looking like Elsa. She was probably I don't know late teens. Something like that, age-wise. And uh, she goes walking out of there and that. And this guy, I overhear this guy with a lightsaber and a Jedi robe freaking hoodie say, Psh, people dress like Frozen 2 stuff. That's stupid. Dude! <laughs> all right, Scott. All right, all right, all right. I He had to be have being ironic, right? 
I there thought so. He seemed a serious. tone to that line delivery. He seemed serious. He seemed dead serious. And it annoyed me so bad, I almost intervened. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I'm like, gotta dude. be ironic. Gotta be. I think. I think uh, the the person in question is. I'm gonna assume the best in humanity and assume that this person just has a very dry delivery to their sarcasm. Well, it's possible, I suppose. But I walked away from that just so annoyed. I'm like, let her have her fandom. You've certainly got yours. You freaking weirdo. Everything's fine. Everybody be what they want to be. But I. But maybe you're right. It's probably good I didn't say anything because maybe you're right. Maybe this guy was being ironic. But to me, it seemed like he was hating on uh, Frozen while, you know, repping his fandom. And I, well, I say F that is what well, I say. Well, to that I say. <laughs> uh, so you guys know. Oh, God. Uh, turn it on again. Oh, no. Now what? Stop turning on. Why is it turning on? It seems like your thing might be broken. It's not working right. No, it's just a very easy button to accidentally push. Oh, all right. Well, there you have it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's that. And uh, we got stuff to talk about. It's the holidays. Not a ton of news, but it turns out a little. <laughs> Battle for Azeroth, Visions of Nazoth goes live January 14th. We finally have a date. I would argue there's quite a bit of news. Yeah. Especially compared to like the last episode. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I mean, any news is news compared to what we had last time. But uh, we we finally yeah. get a date, and I'm still annoyed that it didn't happen before Christmas or before the holiday break because that's when a lot of people would have really hunkered down, played a lot of WoW, and done so with abandon. Uh, but now people are going to be back to school, back to work, back to stuff, and uh, yet there it is, January 14th. How do you feel about that date? You okay with that date? I am totally fine with it. I love over uh, the holidays when, you know, clients and freelance are slow uh, to take a break from Blizzard games and dive into non-Blizzard games or maybe play some Blizzard games I have some catching up to do. Mm. So uh, I'm totally fine with this for entirely selfish reasons. A lot of friends of mine seem to be playing the latest season of Diablo. I don't know what that's about, but they all seem to be gleefully doing it. Yeah. I tried. I got in there, started a dude, and went, eh, I've done this so many times, like literally so many times that I don't want to I don't want to do it again. Not not now. And this isn't the time, this isn't the season for me. Like there'll be there'll come a season where I got the itch again and uh, we're still, you know, some ways away from Diablo Four, whenever that'll be, and 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 I'll get the feeling again and I'll do it. But this isn't it for some reason. Just didn't do it. I, uh, I, you know, I, I just, uh, I think it's a lot of hype after the D4 announcement and also the knowledge that you're not going to get D4 probably until, I don't know, we colonize other plants. Yeah, that's true. I downloaded Torchlight 2 for 10 bucks on my Switch, so that was weird. <laughs> I did that. that I was, did not know that was on the Switch now. Thank yeah, it just, that, just that happened, like, uh, I don't know, maybe a m- month ago or something, but yeah, it's, it's there, and it's good. It's a, it's a good port, it uh, turns out. Turns out that game was a was a fine uh, uh, alternative or a peer to uh, World of Warcraft at the time. They both came out in 2012, and um, or at least early on, it seemed like maybe Torchlight Two had the better ideas because they weren't bogged down in real life auction houses or you know online all the time stuff that everybody was complaining about. And uh, the PC side of things, that game's held up nicely. There's tons of weird mods and all kinds of like. Uh, new classes you can be that people have made it's it's crazy anyway uh so i did that so that's been scratching my weird 
<laughs> action RPG itch. I just, and I, and I've got Nintendo. I've got Nintendo. I've got um, uh, Diablo three on that same device, and of course my you know my PC account that I've played to death. And yet I still just I could I've just seen all of it too many times. I just have to. I need some new zones. I need some new new things to look at. New creatures to kill. I just I can't look at the same old stuff right now. Well, well, dude, I think World of Warcraft has you covered. You'll get a new zone. You'll get new creatures to kill. <laughs> That's true. They got me covered. And on, 19, on the uh, excuse me, the 14th, that'll all come true. Uh, this is what they say. The events within the Eternal Palace have set the stage for the old god Nazoth's release from the Titan Rot prison. And an ancient corruption has taken root across Azeroth. Return to Oldham and the Vale of Eternal Blossoms to take the Nazoth corruption during new assaults. Bear witness to the new horrific visions. Recruit new allied races, the fox-like Volpira, Volpira rather, uh, for the Horde, and the crafty Mechanomes for the Alliance, and much more. You, uh, you gonna grind out those, uh, those, those races? You gonna make yourself a fox person, Scott? No. Well, maybe. Uh, I think You're I have probably a lot closer than you think. Yeah, I'm way closer. If I'm, I'm probably close or there with Volpira, but I'm nowhere near Mechanome. So. I think I probably yeah. I probably will end up with a little fox dude, but I don't know. I mean, I part of me is excited. Part my, of me doesn't care about short races, so it's hard for me yeah. to get too excited. I finally got my flying over the break, so I'm I'm at least revered with the mechanomes. Oh, nice job. What do you have? Do we know what the rule? I don't know if we know what the rules are yet, or the, not the rules, the requirements. They've all. I think they're all just get exalted. Right? Is that all it is? Is exalted and we're done? I believe so. I think I'm exalted with full pair. I don't even look it up anymore because I don't really chase these. Um, I got my, I got my uh, Nightborn, and that's the only one I really care about. Oh yeah, you find uh, the Nightborn was the one I cared about, and then I didn't, and now I don't. I still don't have it because I never ground out all that stuff in Suramar. I couldn't do it. Was that one of your patented uh, pay for a boost and then let it sit characters? No, but I was gonna switch races with. Uh, my panda mage was going to be nightborn. That was the plan. As soon as oh, I could that's be. Okay, that's what it was. Didn't you? Uh, you got your panda mage out to the dock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and he's done a bit yeah. more since. I think he's one. Oh gosh, one to fifteen or something. He's like halfway to in the ten level stretch to one twenty. Oh, okay. I thought he was still sitting on the dock out there. In, he uh, he was for a long time. Pyramid. But that period, that little period where I went bananas after, um, after uh, freaking classic launched, and I went crazy in retail. Part of that crazy was working on that mage, and so I did a little bit of that. Uh, but I haven't been, I haven't touched it in a while. I need, I really need this January fourteenth content. I'm actually very excited about it. I wanna, I wanna get back in. I'm stoked. Uh, part of this will be uh, the night Alatha, the Walking City. Waking, not walking. It doesn't walk. It wakes. It wakes up. It doesn't walk. All right, everybody. Delve into where nightmares dwell. The walking, sorry, I did it again. The waking city, a 12-boss raid set in the void-shrouded heart of the ancient Black Empire. Confront mad heralds and inscrutable horrors and ultimately go eyes to eyes with Nazoth himself in a fateful battle for Azeroth's survival. Well, that's kind of cool. Excited about I'm that? I'm just going to, instead of calling New York the city that never sleeps, I'm just going to refer to it as the waking city from now on. <laughs> Well, good. I'll call it the Walking City, and everyone will. Everybody wins. Everyone will assume it has something to do with the Walking Dead, and they'll be like, "That show's still on TV." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, it is still. And I heard uh, the last two seasons 
were good, surprisingly good after Rick left, and then the latest season was went bad again. So I don't know, man. That, that, I'm kind of bored <laughs> with it at the moment, so I, I couldn't speak to it. I can't really but. either. I can't. I guess I'm not sick of zombies. I'm just kind of sick of their take. Like ah, we're doing good. We're yeah. doing bad. We're doing good. We're doing bad. That's the that's the that's their rhythm, and I'm kind of tired of the rhythm. <laughs> uh, anyway, the unlock schedule for that raid, by the way, How- January 21st for normal and heroic, and the 28th for mythic uh, ring one. Uh, let's see, uh, February 11th you get raid finder wing two. Raid finder wing three happens on the 25th, and March 10th raid wing, uh, finder wing four. Seems crazy to be talking about March, but yes, that's when you'll, uh, all you slow yeah, raid finder cool. folks, that's when you'll get that's there. the rollout. I mean, wing one doesn't open until damn near the first week of February, so makes sense. We ever talked about uh, whether or not we're, we like the raid finder having such a uh, weird timeline to it all the time, like all spread out. Why don't they just do it all at once? Like, what, how do you feel about it? What do you think? Uh, I think it's fine. I, I you know, if, I, I think it, keeps you more interested over a longer period of time because the content is easier. So I, you know, I think obviously for like the, the top, top, you know, high end Raiders, they're not going to take that long to get through normal and whatnot, but the us normies, we're going to take close to that amount of time to go through if you're in a normal raid setting. And so this kind of granted artificially extends it, but I think it's fine. I think it's healthy for the game. I want to know who, who, what, what is the demographic of people who spend all day doing mythic these days. Like I want to know who I want to know who those people are. Are they 25 single, uh, you know, work in the day, come home, play. Wow. That's it. Like, what is that demographic today? And I don't mean that. In a, I mean, in I a feel like the demographic way. of wow as a whole skews older. So. I think so too. And that's why I'm wondering, because when I was first playing the game, I felt like I had more time for, this sort of stuff and I have less of it now uh, and raid finder benefits me more now. And it's like the game has evolved as the player base has gotten older. So I'm just, I'm curious who those, who those hardcores are and outside of, you know, the professional ranks of people who do it for, there, there wasn't first. a lot of competition when wow first came out. I mean, we weren't really even in the heyday of Xbox live yet. We're yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's so, so true. It was we just for get- a lot of us. It was, it was the game. <laughs> We got that big plasticky uh, Nintendo DS that year. I remember the same month getting that, and then WoW launched. Oh, that <laughs> thing was huge. I know it was, dude. We all pitched in and got one for my buddy, and I remember, like, was the Star Fox game for that a launch game? I just remember my mind being blown by, like, 3D Star Fox on a handheld. I don't remember. There was, um, man, what did I get at launch? I don't remember at all what my launch game would have been. Did they have, an, did they have a Mario game at launch? They probably did. I don't know. Maybe I honestly don't remember. I just remember <clears throat> thinking that thing was the most hideous handheld I'd ever laid eyes upon. Oh my gosh, I still don't remember. But yeah, I also and, didn't care because it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Oh. But then the second iteration was even cooler. Man, the freaking lights were those were. Rad. And then a few months later, I subbed to WoW, and my mind was blown by the existence of a jump button because I had only played Guild Wars up until that point. Guild Wars never had a jump button. Not the first one. I didn't know that. Nope. Wow. Nope. Is there a chest high rock? Sorry, you got to go all the way around. <laughs> oh, games that opt to not have a ch- jump button. The only time I've, a game ever got away with that where it didn't annoy me too much was uh, was Ocarina of Time. 
and a lot of Zelda games for that matter because they they Zelda and a lot of um Tom Clancy games they yeah don't, they don't really well that's true it. they did too but in the in the Zelda case Link didn't have a jump f- to to its design like it, he did but <clears throat> it was only when a jump was needed so it was like you'd run to the edge of a rock uh, to get to the other rock he would just jump. And so in some ways it made it easier to jump. In other ways it was still like, it was kind of scary. Like, I don't know if I actually can you, uh, jump here. I used to love that. Did you feel like the biggest genius in the world when you <clears> found <throat> out in Ocarina of Time that you could jump over railings if you did the backflip jump when you're uh, using Z-targeting and blocking? I feel like it happened accidentally. You don't have to be blocking. I think you just have to be Z-targeting. Yeah, yeah. I think it happened accidentally when it happened to me. Probably most people. Um, and yeah, I remember being a little thrilled by it. <laughs> I remember going, oh, all right. I'm a little more ninja mobile than I thought I was. Yay, Link, and yay me for figuring it out. Anyway, <laughs> here's your schedule. Enjoy that. Uh, also, Battle for Azeroth Season 4. Shortly after the release of the Visions of Nazoth content update, Battle for Azeroth Season 4 will begin, including a new season affixed to the uh, Mythic Keystone Dungeons, reward updates, and new season of PvP. So, I, I have a yeah. question for you, Scott, because yep. we haven't really talked about this, and, sure. and some people are a little... A little grumbly. Mm. Some jimmies are rustled. Mm. Uh, how do you feel about there not being a new zone? Because we are getting Nihilatha, <laughs> but it's just a raid. And the other open world stuff are taking place in old zones in Uldum and, uh, and out in Pandaria. Well, so Legion spoiled us with new zone content every major content patch. Um, and so, Yeah, I mean, one was a dirt island, but yes. It was a dirt island, you're right. And, and and sometimes dirt islands can they have their <laughs> they have their place, but it's still a dirt island, uh, which really is just an island of dirt. But uh, anyway, I yeah, like I'm a little bummed because it doesn't feel like one of those patches as a result. Like it feels like content that is just being wedged in under the under the hood, and and it's okay. You know, like the cloak quest and the all. There's a bunch of stuff happening with this that's cool. It's just it doesn't have that feeling of wow. I'm getting I'm getting a physicality to this thing. Instead, I feel like I'm getting a lot of numbers and insider stuff. And so I understand the sentiment people may have that that this isn't you know this isn't a full Monty sort of patch that they're the kind of thing that they're used to where they get a whole new landmass and you know, new factions to deal with and all of that. Um, but in some ways, I see them dialing back some of that stuff in general. The next expansion is the first in two two or three expansions where we don't have two or more major directions to go when we start that content. Um, Legion, of course, had even more than that. You could sort of just pick where you wanted to go and start there and then do the content whatever order you wanted to. Um this new I mean, stuff DFA isn't that. Less the same way too. That's true, and this new stuff's not that. Like, this is, this is the a, first time. For, correct, but it's, it's still it's not that your first time, uh, right? Which, in I mean, to a certain degree, I think it's kind of irrelevant with the way that they can phase, you know, phase you in and out and whatnot, and deal with population issues. So, yeah, and and, I, and I'm um, not, I'm actually not even arguing that it isn't a better approach anyway, because I actually kind of like, I like the idea that we're all in it. To, to get there no matter what who we are what we're doing we're all in this, we're all getting the same thing um there's something about that for me or you feel like you're not missing out or there's no fomo happening on each side of each faction going well wait a minute how, how come the horde get to do that or how come we get to do this or whatever 
Um, so I kind of understand it. I'm not even saying that's their reasoning, but it doesn't bother me that much. But I can understand how it would bug some people uh, to feel like this is a step backwards a little bit into the way expansions used to be, where it was very linear. Everybody did the same, you know, track really. Uh, whereas, you know, Legion, Legion in particular established a whole bunch of new things that we're not doing now. And I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. Can't really tell. I think they have their reasons. And they've made the things, the stuff you're going to do in the way that the, um, is it Covenants? They're called Covenants, aren't yes. they? The way that yes. stuff works seems like a, a rad direction with all sorts of interesting, uh, you know, filler just because of those those features where, uh, you know, you're not going to care that much that you didn't come in through some zone that nobody else chose. Or, you know, like it's not going to matter all that much. And that's that's cool. Just need to see it because when you don't have, I guess what I'm saying is, and this goes back to your original question about not having a new landmass in this patch. Uh, is it just this? Is it just a thing with players where you know, if you open a box for Christmas and inside is is a, is a little gift certificate to some restaurant, but it's worth a hundred dollars. Why does that seem less than getting a box that has a brand new share pair of shoes? that are big and, and awesome in the pair you wanted and they're $80. It's less money yet. It's more substantial because it's this physical thing. You got physicality to what's in the box. To me, that's the same as this. When you, when you release a giant patch and there's no physicality to it, it feels less than, even though it may not actually be less than content wise, it just feels like it is, you know, it's like giving a kid 10, $1 bills or two $5 bills. And they tend to take the $1 bills. Well, why? Well, because it looks like more, even though it's the same amount of money. Or you could give them a 20, you know, <laughs> 10 ones and 120, and they'll still take the 10 ones because the 120 is boring and, and, and isn't, doesn't look like it's much. Now, we know. I, I don't know about you, Scott, but I definitely took the 20 <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know I about mean, this analogy anymore, Scott. It depends on your age. Like, if you're obviously you hit a certain age and. <laughs> that changes but but you know My what i mean goes oh i know exactly what i can trade that 20 in for and it's substantial i just think players are like i don't know in some ways we are we have some primal expectations yeah. and one of yeah, them is that, that was, we I, I was just curious what your take was i didn't know if like you i know you love pandaria if you were just like i don't give a crap i'm stoked to go back to eternal blossoms or what but, i am excited about that yeah i totally am i'm yeah like i was kind of hoping there was more to nihil off of because the sure. whole idea of it more wise excites me and I want it to be this big sprawling kingdom. And it certainly looks like they've accomplished that in the raid, but I kind of just want to go there and walk around. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to only see it when you phase into it with 24 of your friends. I, I give it, I get what you're saying. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah so that would just, be it's an interesting thought, but I also haven't been playing on the PTR cause I don't want to burn myself out. So, you know, I'm kind of reserving judgment until I actually play the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, but it looks good. I'm excited. It's all coming 14th. Pack your bags, everybody. It'll be go time. Now, if there was anything more controversial this last couple of weeks, it was this. Originally, Warcraft 3 Reforged was promised when you would go and pre-order it or otherwise to be released in 2019, somewhere in the calendar year. You heard it here, folks. Warcraft 3 Reforged, <laughs> more controversial than the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> and Cats combined. <laughs> Whoa. I hadn't thought about that. Freaking cats, dude. What the hell happened there? Anyway... 
Um, well, I'm sorry to tell you, if you haven't heard, <laughs> you're not getting it till the 28th of January. Uh, quite, quite, uh, quite near the end of next month, you'll be receiving your copy of Reforged. Now, it's interesting because a bunch of people I know uh, who I've heard from who had pre-ordered this got emails with them announcing the date and saying, hey, we're excited. It's finally coming out. Here's the thing. It is delayed. And we would under, you know, if you want a refund, we understand kind of language. Um, I didn't pre-order it, so I don't have that message handy because I'd love to see the actual message. But apparently they were really forthcoming about the idea that they missed the window that they had originally committed to and were letting people know that if they if that was a problem for them, they could get their money back which I thought was a good thing to do, I think. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's, I, I, I'm okay with everything here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I know there was some, yeah, as always, some uh, less than stoked comments on the official forums and whatever, but I, I mean, what, what else would you rather want? You want them to rush this to release and there to be problems? I don't. I'd rather, I'd rather have it delayed and have it, you know, hit my computer in a good quality fashion. I hope that the extra time means Arthas's hair won't look like it's melded to his shoulders. I hope that's what they're doing. I'm sure it's not, but that'd be nice. I don't know if you've noticed I, this, but I think, I think these new models look really cool. I think all of the humans look uh, like they all came out of a, a generic Korean MMO. A little bit, a little bit. No offense, Blizzard. No, I mean, look, <laughs> they don't quite have the stylization that the uh that the wow humans are known for i think yeah everyone's like a little too pretty like yeah. arthas kind of looks like maybe he's on a cw show mm -hmm. a little bit with his hair uh, glued to his shoulders it just <laughs> drives me crazy but like the orcs and the monsters and all that holy shit man sign me up they look amazing yeah they look incredible the coming out of this thing yeah the trolls look great uh what did I see the other day that blew me blew me away? Something I saw. Can't remember what it was. May have been night elves on uh, on uh, uh, Tigerback or something. Just looked amazing. T Tigerback night elf. That's my uh, my my eighties hairband cover band. Name. Oh yeah, I loved your cover of uh, Here I Go Again on my own. It was really good. I like that. Oh, and Cherry Pie. That was also very good. Good job on that. <laughs> God, I hate that song. I do too. It's terrible. Anyway, uh, the Drums of War, Thunder once again, Warcraft 3 Reforged, the recreation of Warcraft 3 Reign of Chaos, and Warcraft 3 The Frozen Throne will be available 3 p.m. Pacific time on January 28th, 2020. I uh, did say they were working hard to get Reforged in your hands before the end of the year. We started approaching the finish line. We felt we needed a, a little extra time for development to finish uh, and add finishing touches. As always, our goal is to honor the high standards you hold us to. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't care. It's fine. Be late with it. It's okay. What are we talking? Extra 30 days? Big deal. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Also, it reminded me to finally pre-order. Oh, we'll see. Look at them doing the Trixie, uh, uh, marketing move of. Or no, you know what? No, I did pre-order just, I think two days before it was, we talked about that on the show. It was the episode of the instance where we talked about this isn't out yet. And that reminded me to go and finally pre-order. That's did, what it was. Did you because do, I got the same email with the link that said, if you would like a refund, you click here. Did you do the twenty nine ninety nine or the thirty nine ninety nine edition? Do you know? I think I did the spoilers of the spoils of war edition. Cause I wanted all the extra end game stuff. Yeah. That's the, that's the expensive one. Well, I mean the more expensive one, but a pretty reasonable yeah. price given, 
given how much of this thing is literally reforged, like how much they're changing and adding and making it look, uh, I feel like thirty nine ninety nine is kind of a steal. I mean, if you, especially I, I, if you, I think if you like work, because they're not. <laughs> I I still want redone cinematics, which I'm not getting. So mm. I think twenty nine ninety nine is perfect. Yeah. Well, you're getting that intro cinematic. It looks pretty good. They changed that. Yeah, up. but I already saw it. I saw that for free, Scott. That's true. <laughs> that I saw was, that for free. That was free. On a, on a screen at a very harsh angle because I was sitting in the hero's pit because Kyle and I were about to stream uh, Orphea games live oh, from yeah. BlizzCon. Yeah. So I had kind of a horrible view to watch that cinematic for the first time. I did that too that year, and I have a weird memory of that. Um, and it's because of what happened after. So I always think of that time very fondly of streaming the Orphea content, the announcement that happened that day or maybe the day before. I don't remember when I did it. And uh, and then knowing what we know after, which was almost immediately after BlizzCon, uh, they canceled the esports league, and just stuff got weird. You know, all that weird stuff happened. And I remember thinking, I think they knew they were about to do that while I was sitting down there doing that. You know what I mean? Like while I was playing, somebody in a suit knew that uh, HGC was getting canned. And it was going to be a matter of days before they told everybody, but they knew. Yeah, the, 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 my understanding is that very few people knew it was getting canned, and it was none of the people that. Oh, it's nobody we would know. Yeah, tell yeah. us anything. Sure. Yeah, it just bums me out. I hate that feeling of like they knew, yet here we are celebrating this this awesome new start to a new, you know, a new. Yeah, Kyle and I were talking to. We had our three hundredth episode of Into the Nexus last week, and we were talking about how. Uh, we, we both feel fortunate that we got to watch the HGC finals together that year because we didn't know at the time it was the final HGC finals. Oh, that is kind of cool, though. You'll always have that now. <laughs> You'll always have that fond memory of sitting together. It, it, it's also like it is a treat whenever I get to watch anything at BlizzCon with a friend because it's it's like uh, it, I, it's like two ships passing in the night, only it's you and all your friends, so it's many ships constantly passing and the night never ends Yeah, BlizzCon. And before you know it, you're holding hands. You didn't even know you were doing it. You and Kyle holding hands on the front row. Oh, I know I'm doing it. <laughs> I, know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. I love oh, that. Oh, and that, that's not his hand. Oh. It's his butt. Oh, okay. Well, at least it's his butt. All right. Anyway, so uh, uh, get your, get your I guess, your pre-order on if you want to. I just, I think I'm just going to get it day of, but. Twenty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine, you get the spoils of war edition that includes a host of extras, as Garrett said, as well as in game bonuses for other Blizzard games. It will unlock immediately upon pre purchase, so you can get those early, which is, I guess, one of the reasons you'd want to do it. Uh, also, and it says in addition, players who pre purchase either version will get access to the ongoing beta test for Warcraft Three Reforged, which they could be in right now. That's purely a multiplayer test, though. People should know that. It's not like you're going to get in there and get to test a bunch of uh, single player content. Because that is not the way that beta works. Which you can is, go get your ass kicked by Grubby. <clears throat> Correct. Grubby is always on and always willing to kick said ass. Yes. Uh, and again, they they offered money back for the delay. I wonder if anyone took that. But it was still a nice gesture. It's the, it's the right thing to do. I think that was a good thing that they did that. All right. We talked kind of about this earlier, about the sort of stuff that maybe is keeping us warm through this holiday season. From Blizzard... And uh, if you had asked me, I don't know, 
a year ago, what would Scott in 2019's holiday season, what, what from Blizzard would keep him the warmest? I might have said uh, a dozen things, but what I ended up playing the most of and have played the most of in the last couple of weeks is Battlegrounds and Hearthstone. That is a crazy concept to me that that's where I'm at. Ooh. That's the space I'm in. How, how you doing post-patch, man? They uh, they made some changes. Uh, they did, although it doesn't seem to be helping Jeez. me much. I'm still bad, still terrible uh, mid-game. Well, mid, well mid to late I'm game, having, I'm bad. So If it makes you feel any better, I'm, I'm a lot worse than I was post-changes as well. Oh, so. okay. Wait, so uh, what were the, are the changes generally seen as uh, knocking everybody down a peg or what? I think they kind of needed to be made because uh, we we didn't really have much of a reason to draft differently. Mm. Um, so I'm okay with it, um, even though uh, I'm not particularly good right now. <laughs> I'm having some having some trouble. I, I guess I'm doing okay, but um, I had my first eight, first eighth place finish in a very long time. Oh, that's no fun. Um, that makes you yeah. that doesn't make you feel good to have that. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been consistently that bad. I, I've also had quite a few high finishes, but. Um, still just trying to get the, the hang of it. They removed the amalgam, Scott, if you weren't aware. Oh, um, I wasn't aware that of that. card was very much meta-defining. Mm. Well, that's what you do. Uh, that's how you shake it up, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, but I guess the... I'm, I don't know. I'm curious. I've, I've, I've been diving back in the last few days. I didn't play a lot of Battlegrounds over the holidays. Um but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see it shake out because to me, Murloc still seem overpowered. And uh, now no one else can get poisonous unless they're doing Murlocs, which is what the Amalgam allowed. I feel like if you could have one phrase that defines the entirety of Hearthstone since its inception until today is the phrase, I think that Murlocs are overpowered. Oh boy, I disagree. <laughs> I always feel like that's being said. Someone always is complaining about Murloc decks. In the regular game, now in Battlegrounds, it doesn't matter. Murloc's the bane of balance and meta and stuff. You uh, Not not true? Because it always seems that way. I me. can't think of a single point in Hearthstone's history where I think complaints about Murlocs were the norm. Trolly little frog people, dude. Man. <laughs> Just getting Now on. I love them. <laughs> no, I love them, and I can uh, and I can still go on a on a tear with a with a Murloc Shaman, but uh, no, I don't think uh, there always seems to be other decks that are the target of ire rather than Murloc decks. Oh, Mister Fourth Wall, uh, making a comment in the chat just now that I should address because I've actually had a turning, I've had a change of heart. He says, um, "I all it says Scott also thinks that Deathwing is a gimmick. I no longer think Deathwing's a gimmick." I've had some additional time with Deathwing in Heroes of the Storm. Why, why? Because like almost immediately the next week they nerfed him because he was too good. Well, part partly that maybe, maybe part of that, but also just my idea of a gimmick is more of the, uh, you know, the the Cholgals of the world or the Lost Vikings of the world, those sort of things. Those are gimmicky to me, and by gimmicky, I just mean not for me. I don't mean that they're inherently a negative thing in the game or that they shouldn't exist or any of those things i've never said that but um my my dislike of gimmicky characters does not now include uh uh deathwing i've, ch I've had a change death, of heart the, the deathwang yeah and you've had you had some something to do with that like you you got me thinking about it messed around a little bit more i've come around so I'm happy. I'm always happy to admit when I'm wrong about something, or at least I think you, I think uh, I'm wrong. 
Have you been playing any Samuro? Because he's a lot more user friendly now. Uh, no, not lately. What they do? Go, what happened go, to him? Go, give your, go, go. Next time you're on Heroes, give 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 old Sammy a try. Okay, because I there was a time where he was my he was a main for months for me for I don't know a year or two back. I just could oh, not I stop. I didn't know that. Loved him. That. Loved him. Loved him. Just, just go in. Like you, you can make it real easy on yourself. Go in. Take all the Wind Waker or Wind Walk talents, and uh, now go Blade Storm. Okay. And uh, just, just have a good time. Okay. Just have a good time. All right. Is he? I mean, what's his win rate? Must be high, right? Uh, uh on the rise. I think he <laughs> saw the highest uh, uh, rising of win rate since the last patch because there was a really big patch last week. Oh. All right. Yeah, I heard about the, uh, the bits of the patch. I didn't realize he had gotten uh, love, though. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. His self-healing is a lot better now when he goes stealth. Um, gives him a lot more just presence on the map. You, you pretty much never have to go back. Yeah. As Samoro now, unless you die. Right. Have they addressed why a uh, a green-skinned orc sounds like a Japanese guy? Have they done that? Have they explained that? Um, no? Yeah, it's called blizzard that's just what they do. <laughs> okay sounds they right were, you know they were watching seven samurai which i was gifted for christmas so i'm gonna finally see seven samurai oh that movie's great i saw it recently with tom Merritt for current geek our film festival and it was great uh i mean i've seen a million movies based on it including this uh, a semi-recent i think it was fourth episode of uh the mandalorian absolutely riffs on seven samurai and obviously the Magnificent Seven is a direct sort of translation of that thing into a Western. It's very cool, especially for how old it is. It it there's that thing holds up in ways you wouldn't expect. You should yes. Tom mentioned finally getting you to watch it, uh when we talked about the fourth episode on uh on Let's Talk About Star Wars. Yeah. It was it was good. I mean, it was good to see where that trope came from because it never it didn't really exist before that. And to see it in its origins is fun because then when I see it in a million other places, I appre- I don't know, I appreciate it more. It's weird. It's hard to explain. But yeah, you should watch that. Yeah. It was also my first uh, Miyazaki, or not Miyazaki. Uh, Kurosawa. Kurosawa film. I haven't seen anything else. Like uh, his, uh, what's the one where it's it's basically um, good, bad, and the ugly, but the samurai guy anyway whatever all the names are i haven't seen any other movies so now i kind of want to see i want to see them all that guy was uh <laughs> the guy was ahead of his time anyway uh what have you been playing mostly battlegrounds as well or what's what's your um, time been spent? recently battlegrounds i've been getting back into it because i was playing a little bit of ladder um but battlegrounds just has its hooks in me mm-hmm. like ladder's good right now on in hearthstone there's some really cool new archetypes but god i just want to play battlegrounds yeah um so yeah, I, I got back to that. I've been playing the, a lot of Blizzard games. Usually, I take a break, and I have taken a little bit of break. I've been back on Forza mm. over the over the holidays because they added the Supra. It's my favorite car. Is oh, I also game. heard that things um, got a battle royale mode. Is that true? It, I haven't tried it yet, but yes, it does. I got to get in there and try that because that sounds interesting to me. That's the other thing I was going to say when I wasn't playing Battlegrounds. I must have been in a battle royale mood, but not the traditional. I don't have any desire to play Fortnite. I don't want to play Apex Legends. I don't want to play any of those. But I played. Tetris 99, till my eyes bled. This oh, that game is great. Weekend. It's so good. I got my I first freaking win it, ever. I got my yeah. first win. I got a number, a first placement. I've never done that before. I about lost my mind. Uh, <laughs> and then since then, I can't crack into the top eight. But, but still, it's just like I think. Okay, I'm gonna make a bold statement. Tetris 99 is the best. Here's a hot take: the best battle royale currently on the market. Boom. 
Take that, everybody. Take that. I mean, it's still Apex Legends in my mind, even though I'm not currently playing it. But sure, you, you know, <laughs> opinions. Um, yeah, man, I've uh, been playing a lot of WoW, actually. You know, like I said, I finally finished my damn flying in retail. Uh, so I've been working on alts a little bit over there. And as I'm uh, rapidly approaching 60 in Classic, I have started... I've started a gearing list. I have a dock. Oh my Scott. lord! It's official. Wow. Right. I have like what levels? At what levels on my way? Because I'm I'm 51 now, so I'm I'm ascending to I'm in the home stretch now. I've made a bunch of notes about what level I I can comfortably do certain dungeons and not be a complete detriment to my team, and what gear is in those dungeons, and on what bosses. I'm getting really into it. I have like a really long shopping list. It's like I'm. I'm super into it. Have you so had... I went and got my Bloodseeker from Alterac Valley. It, it, I felt terrible because I was level <laughs> 51 <laughs> being just useless. But yeah. I got I got my crossbow, and now I just got to hit 52 so I can start doing BRD. Jeez, that's great. So are you going to um, these these dungeons? Are you are you finding that you're you've got enough people to run stuff with you? Or are you finding that you have to sort of? Uh, I can't remember the last time I saw these these this many damn people in like a. Of capital city, wow! Um, and they're gonna am playing on Earth and Ring, and I don't know if <laughs> last time you've been into retail, dude. But like, feels like the the Earth and Ring's like dead. Like, there's like no one. Well, it's one of the <laughs> thing I can never tell about Earth and Ring because it says on the server list that it's moderate to full. But when it you're must in, be Alliance because Orgrimmar is like crickets. Well, I see. I wonder how much of that is phasing because I don't. I, I there are times where I'm in that game and I'll be like. Where is everyone? And then I'll walk five feet and then a billion people fade in. Like, I don't understand how that works in cities. I don't think it's great because the, the, it gives you the feeling that there's nobody there. And I don't think it's that bad. Like, I think we're, I think we have a decent horde population as ever there, but I think it's just hard to tell. Like one of the, one of the, you know, I mean, it's, I guess it's one of the selling points of classic is you're back to where everyone's just crammed in places, but, and you can see everyone, but you know, these days, I don't know who's where or when they're there. Like, I could be surrounded by people for all I know. I just yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I would, yeah, every time I log into Classic, it just seems slammed. And, like, I, I like there was a day where I really wanted to run Zulfaric and I couldn't find a group. But I found a group the next day. Yeah. So, it, it's, it seems fine. Um, That's how that game is, man. That's how it was. Been really... And really enjoying it as I kind of get to the end here. I'm, I'm making my uh, I'm making my my list, my gearing list for my hunter. Yeah, it's, um, I'm you, enjoying it. How you doing on gold? Uh, I'm doing fine. I you know I bought my first mount. I'm already back over the hundred gold hump. Oh, uh, nice. Just spending a hundred gold on the well, not quite hundred gold, but close to yeah on my first mount. Yeah, I, I mean I'm skinning in herbalism, so I'm just passively making quite a bit of of money. Yeah, that, game. that was the way to do it back in the day. Uh, yep. if you didn't like, if you didn't like to go, if you didn't want to go full professions, that was the way to do it. I think. Yep. It's also a great way to be passively constantly annoyed at your bag space because you're a hunter and one of your bags <laughs> is just arrows. <laughs> right. That is annoying, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. We stocked up on arrows. Do you get the good arrows? Are you buying the nice stuff from the auction house with the extra? I'm not buying the nice stuff from the auction house. Okay. No, I'm still doing, I'm still using vendor arrows. Okay. That's what I would probably do. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, what jagged jagged is the highest. I think vendor arrows go. So nice. that's what I'm currently using. I did play a little Overwatch this week. I forgot to mention that. My kids are they, my kids uh, get go in and out of Overwatch pretty pretty regularly, and they mm. got me to play, and I had a really fun time in there. I'm actually really looking forward to two. I'm excited about. I had it. a weird itch to play Call of Duty, and so it's actually installing as we speak. Oh, look at that! Uh, you know what? 
Oh, that's the other thing I've been really close to triggering the finger on. And I don't know if I should. Don't push me closer to the edge, damn it. I don't, don't want to trigger your finger, man. Why would why would you trigger your finger? I don't that's know. I, I'm a, I'm of this I'm of two minds. I'm like, I have played a lot of Call of Duty over the years. It's it's, it's on sale for thirty nine ninety nine right now, and a couple of my buddies are playing. That's why Wait, I was like, what? all right, F it. On the Blizzard launcher, it's on sale right now? On Blizzard launcher. Standard edition is on sale for thirty nine ninety nine. Well then I'm getting Hashtag it. Hashtag not sponsored. Then I'm getting it. <laughs> if I'm gonna save twenty bucks, I'm getting it. Damn it, it. I just I'm I'm dying for a really pretty game that isn't Forza to play on my computer. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play some Call of Duty. I'm gonna do it, Scott. I haven't I can't remember. I think actually I did I did dip my toe into blackout, but that was about it. Okay. So other than that, it's been a long time. Okay, sorry. Just open the launcher. I'm gonna go look at it. In a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's 39. What is that about? <laughs> oh what i'm totally getting it all right well i'm getting it damn it garrett you made me spend money today you bastard well at least it's not a character boost that'll park on a dock not uh that is not untrue well well said all right now this hear ye hear ye why it's the town crier <laughs> All right, time for us to read emails, play calls. I got a bunch here uh, that we need to get through, including some <clears throat> some calls have been backed up for a little while. In fact, I found one from June that I forgot to play, so we have one of those. We also have some brand new ones, kind of a mix today, um, but all good questions. And uh, we're going to start with this one, which is uh, a phone call sent to us at 801-471-0462. You can leave voicemails there anytime you're feeling like it. This is about play of the game voting and it's uh i think this is specific to uh overwatch check it out hey instance crew this is dick it easy um i had a topic for you guys about overwatch um you know everybody's complaining about um play of the games and all that and the voting system what about if they had a system to where it recorded um or it listed the top three players um and what they did to receive play of the game and you can vote on who you want to see. Well, I mean, sure. That seems like an idea, but they kind of already have features, not like that, but the kind of ones that sort of accomplish that same goal, so I'm not sure how well it would go. I mean, I could see something like that in Heroes as well. Uh, I don't know. See, the problem with, with the play of the game thing is, or when an MVP is picked or whatever, we're just at the whim of some AI, right? Some algorithm that says, well, the, you know that Torbjorn sure popped off at the end there I guess you know we were weighing all the numbers and that was play of the game but it's so arbitrary <clears throat> and everyone's always going to argue well they should have done my thing where I totally sniped that guy or it should have been this play where I turned around the game and you know we won or whatever I mean that's just like the age-old thing in these kind of competitive games so I'm not sure that they I think they've invested so much into that I'm not sure they're going to want to give us the keys again I don't think they want us uh, uh, picking it and also they don't want to do things that delay the game so if something takes too long like a voting system that requires you to look at plays of the game and then choose them i don't think that's going to work either thoughts garrett uh i don't play overwatch yes you do not <laughs> so i don't really have a, a, a horse in this race <laughs> yes i understand and i don't um, blame you 
I do, when I leave a game of Heroes, I do get very annoyed sometimes uh, that it warns me I'm going to get a lever penalty when I want to just quit out of the upvote section. Right. Um, so these kind of things, uh, I think, get long in the tooth. And um, regardless of the game, I don't really care for them. Yeah. Uh, well, here, so, well, good, because here's another call. You're I, gonna... I, think, I think a lot of attention put on these types of things is a sign of a game that doesn't update fast enough. Oh, because... okay. No, I see I see what you're saying. No, you're not I, wrong. I, the game doesn't I update. I grumbly believe this is uh, not an important feature. <laughs> so I don't know why there's a lot of focus on it. <laughs> well, here, you're going to love this next call even more because it deals with something, also something that you're not. In the first case, you were not, you're not really an Overwatch player, but now you're not one of these either. Check it out. This is Turbatsu's Ghostland Shaman. i uh, just give you guys a call, see how you guys are doing. Uh, I just have a question for you guys about father gaming. Uh, gaming while being a father, I have a two-month-old son. He's awesome, love my life. You know, I'm very happy. It's our first child. Uh, I've been playing World of Warcraft for years, been playing other games, Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, everything else. Uh, my question for you guys, Scott, I know you have children. wanted to know, uh, do you have any tips for any uh, new fathers that are gaming and have been gaming their whole lives? Anything that could help, uh, you know, balance it out a little bit? Okay. I like that question. Well, Garrett. first of all, he asked how we're doing, and I'd like to say thank you for asking. I'm doing great. <laughs> See, there was something in there for Garrett. I'm full of eggnog. I've got so many sweets out on the counter, and my wife is a god-tier gift giver. So yeah. I'm doing fantastic. Well, Garrett, Thank you for asking. Uh, my wife, too. I don't know how we ended up marrying up so much, but we did. Um, Sorry, chat room. I covered Garrett up with my purchase of Call of Duty Modern Warfare on sale. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Anyway, it's That's his right. fault. That's all right. Let's go. Let's go suck together in that later today. Yeah, we may need to. Um. Anyways, is uh, what was I saying? Oh, um. Uh. So to the father thing. Uh. Though I still believe in my heart of hearts that, uh, there are two amazing potential parents in both Katie and uh, and Garrett. Uh, they are not no, currently please. doing that. Nobody send that comment <laughs> to my mother. <laughs> uh. I did. Uh. I have three kids and have raised them through many gaming generations of stuff um be it console gaming or in this case world of warcraft like we're talking about um for me the fun of it was they got to play at a certain age and play with you or be a part of it in some way even if they just dorked around like i loved being able to just sort of turn my wow account over to my daughters and say all right now you guys can make your own character and they'd go make you know some they always made a night elf lady and it was always a usually a hunter because you know hunters or whatever they have a pet and uh they would go and they would make their own characters and they would play along and it was it was fun to watch them sort of learn these systems and and i'm happy to say now that they've they've grown up a bit uh, my youngest is 19 they love gaming like last night they were playing overwatch until two o'clock in the freaking morning i heard them down here yelling at each other and having a blast uh other nights they're playing well modern warfare they're super into that right now uh, they also play a lot of World of Warcraft. My daughters love that game still, and they still play. They both have active accounts and play and have their own characters. They love Diablo. Sometimes we'll get together and just go run rifts together. Um, like, they were raised in it, so they are now in it. Like, they love it. And um, it's great having kids who who want to share their game experiences with you or want to recommend a game to you or whatever. You know, Taylor will ring me up and say, Hey, I noticed uh, such and such is on sale on the Switch. You should check it out. I think you'd really like that game. 
And she's busy too. She's had her own kid, you know? So she's 25 and trying to balance parenting with that sort of stuff too. But gaming is like, you know, part of her life now. So that was a big part of it in terms of like tricks of, um, you know, finding the time to play and then managing other stuff. Just always put your kids first. So no matter what their first priority, gaming can be whatever other priority you want. But if they're first, you'll always find time for it. You just will and it'll work out. Uh, if there's a night where one of them's sick and they just need you and you can't raid, it's okay. Skip that night. There'll be other nights. There'll be other stuff you can do. It's better you spend time with that sick kid and and show them the kind of father or the kind of mother you're going to be. And then as they get older uh, and they can start joining in, suddenly your game time becomes more and more and more. And before you know it, it's not a problem. It really isn't a big deal. Like if anything, they helped. It, it was it was just a part of their, their, their growing up and, and it was great. So... Uh, I guess that's the advice I would give, if that's advice at all. Uh, Garrett, here is a call. Oh, here's some nice shout-outs. I think you're in this one. Hold on. Hey, how you doing, Scott? Long-time listener over here in Sacramento, California. I'm not calling for any particular reason but to say Patrick is awesome. He's a good guy. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a good man. He's got a good accent. And that guy, Gareth, uh, Garrosh, uh, he's great, too. He got the Hungry Chicken podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, y'all have a great day. Oh, I forgot my name. Remember me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Oh, that. my God. That... <laughs> Would you do? Was he doing a bad New York accent? What the hell was that? that I mean, I'm still at this point. I don't know for a hundred percent anyway whether he was faking that accent or that is legitimately his accent. I think he's faking. Oh it, my but lord, I don't know. that was so good! Uh, by the way, I can't wait until the next episode so I can introduce myself as Garrosh, host of The Hungry Chicken. The Hungry Chicken, exactly. I look. The Hungry Chicken is where we get all of our. Our hearths, uh, uh, Hearthstone news, guys, check it out. Sounds like a really bad Carl impression from the from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, totally. Oh, I love Carl. <laughs> Carl's my favorite, and his freaking blue uh, uh, sweatpants—he's the best. Love that guy. Yeah, right there, Mister Fry Man. <laughs> I used to love that show. I guess I still love it. It's just not on anymore, or it's not new, you know. All right, one <laughs> final. Uh, <laughs> One final call. This is about what Patrick looks like. I don't, I don't know what this is. Hey, Scott Ben again. I've never actually seen what you guys look like, so I conjure in my mind uh, a sort of vague imagery of what I believe you might look like. And to me, Patrick looks like Moss from the IT crowd. Okay, thanks. Bye. Moss from the IT crowd. Patrick. Interesting. You'd be wrong. He doesn't look like Moss really at all. But that's an interesting look. Normally... I hear these sorts of, I love, by the way, hearing what people think I look like yeah. compared to the reality. Uh, normally, when I hear these kind of things, I just laugh about how wrong they are. However, Scott, for a moment, just imagine Moss from the IT crowd speaking in Patrick's voice. It kind of works. <laughs> it kind of does. It kind of works. Yeah. It's, I'm playing it over in my head right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. That wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't think it's that far off. Uh, but good call because I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said that otherwise. So nice job. All right. Yeah, and, and Scott, you could be uh the, the uh 
Chris O'Dowd, you know, if I imagine your voice coming out of him, it's not terrible either. No, he's all right. I like that guy. When's the last Kinda time works. I liked that show? I haven't seen the IT crowd in a while. Maybe we should watch that. I it is one of my all time favorite television comedies. Do you watch um are you watch <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I ever came out of my mouth. You're watching The Mandalorian, of course. Uh that actor was in a recent episode. I won't say what, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But uh, the guy that played Moss he, he, was a character. He was a voice. Yeah, he, he was, was a voice, a voice yeah. in a recent episode. Yeah, and it was it was great. He was woefully underutilized in an episode, in my opinion. Um, I agree because it's a badass character I want to know more about. Like, I want more. I want to know more about Zero. That's the character's name. But I will say this. Of all the, do you have a favorite episode? Because that one might be it for me. I love that episode. That is my least favorite episode. Oh, my gosh, really? I love a space heist. Yeah, I thought uh, that was the most unlikable heist crew I have ever seen in the history of heist episodes. Oh, I really dug it. I mean, they're supposed I, uh, to be unlikable. I love Bill Burr, too. Like, I love Bill Burr. I thought yeah. that was the most boring role I've ever seen Bill Burr in. That's hilarious Bill Burr as gunman. <laughs> he has guns and suspenders and a Boston accent. Well, he's gunman, see? Get on it. Uh, I disagree. I think that's one of the better ones. Maybe my favorite. I'm, I'm going to probably go with episode three is still my favorite. I haven't seen the last episode. Um, although episode, oh God, episode seven is really good. Anything about the, like the actual arc of the damn uh, season, like anything going on with, uh, what's his name? German man. Um, oh, uh, Werner Herzog. Yeah. Werner Herzog. Anything with him, any of those episodes, those are my favorites. Okay. And, uh, for off the beaten path episodes, I still really love the second episode with the Jawas. I thought that was just maximum weird star wars and i loved it well it's one of the things i like about the show is despite its connective tissue it's mostly standalone episodes and i like that because it's a return to an old kind of tv that just i don't know i guess i'm just sort of sick of since lost everything has to be like lost and has to have just nothing but cliffhangers of the same story over and over and i like the idea of returning to a monster of the week sort of format i feel like mandalorian's dipping its toe in there a little bit there's certainly plenty of through lines but i do like that oh i mean yeah like four through six those are all monster of the week episodes yeah Um, i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing and by the way when i say it's like my least favorite episode it's my least favorite episode of my favorite thing all year oh yeah like that yeah that's an (laughs) important distinction Love with this show yeah exactly that's an important distinction i mean it for me it is star wars now and uh, i should be playing this while we talk but I didn't. I usually have this going in the background, but I forgot. Utini. Anyway, Utini is right. Is it Utini or Utiti? I always said Utiti, but when it's spelt <laughs> out, it is U T I N I. Utiti. Utiti <laughs> is how I always said it. And that's what I thought it was, but it is apparently canonically Utini. You know who doesn't get enough love is those stupid little robots that go meep, meep, meep. Meep, meep, meep. Those guys, the little floor ones. You know what I'm talking the about? The mouse droids? Yeah, I love those things. I feel like mouse droids get the the correct amount of love. Because okay. I know a lot of people that love mouse droids. And uh, I, I think them. they're I think they're great. What is they, what are great. they doing? What is their job? Are they like are they are they vacuum cleaners? They're like they're like iRobot kind of things in the future? What is their deal? What are I they for? Know <laughs> what a mouse droid uh, does. Uh, but we're gonna look it up. Uh, the, the, their official designation is MSE-6. Great. Uh, they're... <laughs> Great. They're just Roombas. <laughs> it's a roving repair droid, according to Wikipedia, that uh-huh. was employed in the hundreds to clean the floors of starships and bases. So, so there you go. It's a Roomba. So they are Roombas then. Oh, it's a that's Roomba. amazing. Beep, 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 beep. All right.
beep, beep, beep. I always like gonk droids. Uh, the ones that look like trash cans that have two big meaty feet. That oh yeah, slowly. And you can tell there's around. a you can tell there's a dude in there all bent over with his feet out. Oh, I love gonk droids are the best. It was the <laughs> first thing I took my picture with at Galaxy's Edge was a pair of gonk droids. <laughs> Wait, I have a they... really strange affinity for gonk droids. Are gonk droids like walking around the place? Or are they? Uh, yeah, well, uh, no, they're, they're sedentary. Oh, As okay. you come in there to the right, at least in Florida, there's a couple of gonk droids to the right of the X-wing. Very sedentary robots. You know, they're not very healthy, is what we're saying. <laughs> All right. Well, there's our there's our foray into Star Wars for today. Um, okay, quick email from Nick Burke, who wrote in, says, Hey, Instance Crew. Uh, he used the instance at gmail.com to get this to us. I was curious if any of you have spent any time playing StarCraft II's co-op with Emperor Mengsk. I have had, an, or, sorry, not had much fun in co-op until I started using him. Now I am all in and leveling him up like crazy. I would love to hear your thoughts since there has never really been much opportunity for StarCraft discussion on the show. Thanks and keep up the great work, Nick Burke. Well, if anyone has, you have. Have you? Have you given him a shot? This was the uh, Mengsk was announced at BlizzCon, so have you given it a shot or what? I, I have not. I've been playing uh, no StarCraft lately, but I have played a lot of co-op commanders, which I love uh, deeply, but I haven't tried Manx yet. Yeah, co-op um, commanders last... is, for those who play it, they all rave about it. And then the rest of us go, really? I should try that? Okay. And then I never do. But uh, hear nothing but wonderful things about co-op command. It, it is really fun, dude. I mean, you know, if had I not just uh, accidentally convinced you to buy Call of Duty, I should I would tell you <laughs> we should get in there and play. Um, but now I want to play Call of Duty with you. Right. Um, but at some point, you should give it. It is really fun. It is so much fun to level up the commanders because the perks and abilities that you unlock as they level up, you get stupid powerful. Yeah. And you just start to feel like a righteous badass. And you get so good that it, it you kind of naturally want to just try the harder difficulties. Huh. Um, and it's, to me, it's been scratching the kind of Diablo loop for me. Oh, it's like, I just want to keep pushing the difficulty higher and higher. Um, interesting. So it's like a, progr- a progression combined with difficulty boost is that is a very Diablo thing. Yeah. And they kind of have like a they have an affix like super hard mode where like crazy affixes get added and like uh, enemies will respawn or they leave fire on the ground when they die or they have like a taunt like mechanic where they force your your units to attack them. And like that's kind of the high end of things if you want to get really crazy. Um, and there's all kinds of perks like extra experience to level up your, your commanders faster. And it's great. Um, I really, again, sorry, I can't speak to Max cause I haven't played him, but the mode is great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I hear he's fun. He's a huge dick in the story, but he's, he's cool in the game, I guess. Oh, I love Manx. Oh God. He's just great dude. Like when he's yelling, when, right before he dies and he's like yelling at Kerrigan, he's like spitting. Yeah. Uh, it's the way they animated his mouth. Uh, Manx is great. He's great pretty bastard. Great. It's I pretty love great. He's a very I love a good, good bastard in my, in my science. Fiction. I, do, I do too. Is, I do too. Manx is right up there with like rogue androids and alien. <laughs> and he's just the worst. I love him. Thinks he's got it all figured out. That guy he does. Uh, all right. That's your like emails by a <laughs> naked carapace lady wearing <laughs> carapace heels. <laughs> Oh man, the fact uh, I don't. I'm, I, this is an argument I never really wanted to have. Not an argument, but I do want to someday discuss with somebody at Blizzard why they gave her heels. I can't stand it. It's dumb. Uh, it was a different time. Well, again, Kerrigan doesn't even wear it when she was just Nancy. Not Nancy Kerrigan. 
She was just Kerrigan ass Kerrigan. She she wore, you know, boots, like normal shoes like everybody wore in the war. Suddenly she's the queen of blades and she has to have high heels made out of freaking bug juice. Like, what uh, are you doing? Well, well Scott, uh, it could have possibly be because uh, she is an over-sexualized design. <laughs> uh, it's entirely possible. Yeah. Now that you've said it. You've yeah. said what we're all thinking. So there you go. <laughs> uh, emails can send, be sent to us at the instance at gmail.com. You can also leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. I would now like to do this. I'm going to mention a whole bunch of people who support us on the instance premium subscription, which you can find over at the instance.net. And I want to thank these people by name. This is just a short starter list. We'll be getting to more of them in subsequent episodes, but I want to thank Adam Wells, Adam Woody, Adrian Dewalki. Q. I'm not sure you say that last name. Alex Hancock. I'll go with that one. Dualquay. I like that. Alex Hancock. Alex Newport. Allison. You can tell this is, uh, by the way, uh, uh, alphabetical. Uh, Alvin Vanderhoof. Allison Kingsella. Amar Ziara. Andrew Benton. Andrew Cooper. Or Anthony, rather. Anthony Cooper. Austin Sheffer. Barrett Cervenka. That's a cool Russian y sounding we'll name. We'll go with that. Why not? Bill Capella, Brady Thorson, Brandon Hart, Brandon Hoffman, Brett Fawcett, uh, Brian Ginger, Brian Smith, Bruce Woodward, and uh, Caroline Taylor, and finally Charles Patton. You were the first people I want to mention. We'll mention more in the future episodes. Uh, but huge thanks for supporting us over at the premium subscription for The Instance. What is that exactly? It's simple. Just head on over to theinstance.net, click the button, it'll tell you there's levels, there's physical stuff you can get the mail. In the mail, rather. There's digital stuff. There's all kinds of cool things, including getting your you name mentioned. You can listen to me get stumped by extremely specific World of Warcraft trivia yeah. on a bonus episode of The Instant. Poorly constructed trivia you can only get here. Well, that was the last one. The first one went off fine. <laughs> that a hitch. I'm, I'm doing better research for my next set. But anyway. The second one was a little funky, but that's was, okay. It was it's a little right. weird. But these, these bonus shows are really fun, and uh, you get those as a member as well. So check it out. Uh, give your support if you can. That's theinstance.net. We made it ourselves. We didn't go with some established service or something. We wanted it to be a little more personal. So that's what we did. That's over at theinstance.net. Subscribe today and become like these people. All right. Garrett, that's going to do it for today. Hey, remind folks where they can find more Garrett Weinzerpel in the world. I'm, I'm I'm everywhere, folks. But if you search Weinzerpel, you won't find anything except the instance. Because I'm pretty sure Scott put that in a text of a one episode summary somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but amove.tv, go check that out. We've got a new episode of The Angry Chicken talking about Hearthstone this Monday, recording a day early to get out of the way of New Year's. Uh, we just put out episode 301 of Into the Nexus yesterday. If you want to hear about Heroes of the Storm. Uh, my new WoW show with Tally S and WoW Killer is on break until uh, the week of January 8th. We should be returning come then. That makes sense. He's yeah. enjoying his holiday. That's good. They uh, turns out they celebrate Christmas over there as well, and the New Year uh, before they Brexit from everybody else. Anyway, <sighs> <coughs> well, that's awesome. Do check that out. That stuff's all available at amove.tv. For everything else you're looking for, you might check out frogpants.com. Lots of shows happening. Lots of things happening. In fact, later today, I'll tell this to the live, live audience, and then those listening at home may be interested, but if you're a patron of TMS, The Morning Stream, we're doing our very first ever and soon-to-be monthly patron play date today uh, from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Mountain Time, where Brian Ibbett and I play Jackbox games with the community. We're very excited about it. We did this recently for a charity stream. 
decided to take it uh, a little further and have some more fun with it. So that's happening today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. If you're a patron of that uh, <clears throat> of that uh, uh, show, then you want to go check out the form on the patron site where you can fill out your name and get into the games today because we want to hang as many as we can and have a blast. Drawful 2 is going to get wild today. Lots of wieners and butts. Wieners and butts. We, if we start running around world PvPing and WoW again, that would be a fun thing to do. Oh, that would be, wouldn't it? Bring people in. Yeah. Just go marauding. I love doing that. That's one of my favorite things to do. I only like doing it with friends. I can't stand it when it's the just strangers. The Marauders, join today. Yeah, we may do that coming up. That's a good idea. Anyway, uh, cool stuff happening all around, so check that out, frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you for watching and being here. We appreciate it, as always. Uh, if you're looking for a way to email us, instant show, uh, or sorry, uh, the instance at gmail.com is the email address. You can find us at instance show on Twitter. You can find Garrett at Garrett Art. I'm at Scott Johnson. Patrick, who should be back next week, is at Not Patrick. And more shows just like this at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Garrett, for Patrick, for all of you. We'll see you next time. Oh, Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I definitely took the 20.